our Redeemer. Several weeks ago, headlines were made when the first clinical results of a COVID-19 vaccine were released from Pfizer. And then there were more results from Moderna and other countries and companies that claim to be closer to vaccines. That, that all eyes are on the lookout waiting for this vaccine to come. On this first Sunday of Advent, the theme is watching, being alert, waiting for our Redeemer to come. The prophet Isaiah calls out to God, who call, he calls him our Father, our Redeemer. And he asks him, why do you let us wander and harden our hearts so that we fear you not? He cries out to God, oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down with the mountains quaking before you. And would that you would meet us doing right, that we were mindful of you in our ways. You see, the people had forgotten that they needed God. There's even been a few times, I don't know about you, in the last few months that's been stark for me where, um, remember I stopped by somebody's house and <laughs> they're having a little birthday party and and you just walk in and you're like, oh, it feels like they've forgotten that COVID-19 exists. <laughs> you know, like people aren't wearing masks, they're not social distancing, and it's like we've, we've forgotten. But overall, isn't it interesting as to how attentive everybody is to this COVID-19? Like, it's, we're just so mindful of it in, in a way that, uh, for some people, can be very anxious and oppressive. But one thing that's very clear is that, that everybody is, is watching. Even when we started doing like masses and stuff, Father Will would tell me about the, uh, the mask police. You know, that they would notice who wasn't wearing masks and call them on it or who didn't sanitize their hands. And it's, everybody's watching, maybe a little too much at times. But, it, but do, do you feel what I'm saying? Like everyone's they're watching, they're so attentive to this. And yet the real pandemic that you and I have to fear is sin. We get diseases all the time and we get healed or maybe we don't and we die. we're all going to die. We're all going to be with the Lord. But the one thing that can separate us from God is, is sin. It's what can lead us to eternal ruin. And yet God didn't make us to live in this way. It's almost like we're, we're living with the condition of original sin. And we've almost become accustomed to it. We've gotten used to it. Where our, our intellect is darkened. We don't see things as clearly. Our, our passions are disordered. We want things that aren't good for us. Our, our will is weakened to be able to choose that which is good for us. And so that's why the church gives us these readings today in this liturgical season of Advent to be reminded that we need a Savior. We need a Redeemer. Our psalm today, Lord, make us turn to you. Let us see your face and we shall be saved. And our Savior has a face. We've seen it. St. Paul today in 1 Corinthians points out the antidote. The grace bestowed on us in Christ Jesus 
that in him you were enriched in every way, so you are not lacking any spiritual gift as you wait for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will keep you firm to the end, irreproachable. That the antidote that, that the Father sends us in the face of this sin is his Son, Jesus Christ. That we have, we have the answer. We can, we can turn to the one who has the cure. And yet we, we get distracted. I, uh, I was listening to a podcast a little ways back about a book, and the book's title is, you may have seen it, Indistractable. And the author talks about how, he says, what's the opposite of indistractable? Or, or how about this? He says, what's the, what's the opposite of distraction? And most people, like when I heard that question, I was like, oh, uh, focus. So if I'm distracted, it means I'm not focused. And the author talks about, no, he says the opposite of distraction, if you look at the word, is traction. The opposite of distraction is traction. And he says, I propose that most people live distracted lives because they don't know what they're moving towards. They don't have a, a goal or a purpose. And if we don't have a goal or a purpose, well, then everything we're doing is just kind of aimless. For example, if, we don't go, if, when, if when we go on social media, if we don't have an intentional purpose, the whole process is distraction. Because the algorithms for social media are, oh, you might like this. Oh, and if you like this, well, then you might like this. Oh, then you might like this. It's suggesting things to us, which is very different than me saying, I want to go look at this one piece of information, and now I'm done, and I'm going to walk away. Do you feel that? And so that's why the author talks about most of us live, you know, most people in our world, they don't know what they're acting towards. And so, so everything else in their life, because we don't know what we're acting towards, then all these things in our lives just pull us in all sorts of directions away from that. And so the first thing we have to ask is, what are we acting towards? What, what is our goal? What is our purpose? And so the church gives us this time of Advent to say, we, we, we weren't made to be stuck in this condition that we experience. Our brokenness, our sin, our disease. But God made us for freedom, for joy, for, for heaven. But he's the one who has to come to help take us there. That we need a savior. And so what do we do? It's, it's about having great clarity on what I'm about. Just and imagine, just like that same kind of clarity we have on, hey, keep your distance, six feet, oh, wear your mask, sanitize your hands. It's so clear. Part of that is, you know, good advertising and communications and marketing. It's so clear. And so for us to grow as Christians, for us to be ready, I think we need that same kind of clarity on what it means for me to stay with the, in the Lord's grace. Like, could you imagine if we all tried to avoid sin like we tried to avoid the coronavirus? You know? Nope, no, nope, no, nope, I'm not going to gossip. I'm not giving into that. You can talk about whatever you want. I'm going to go over here. You know? You're going to drink. you whatever. I was, I was at a, a social gathering recently, and, and one, of, one of my, I don't need to tell you this, but one of my uh, signals to leave a social gathering 
is when people bring their own alcohol and start creating their own party within a party. <laughs> it doesn't matter how old you are. Father Matt's going to walk out. Like, I don't... Like, so, so do we have that clarity in our mind about what I'm about and what I'm not about? You know? Like, if I don't, if I don't know what time I'm going to go to bed and what time I'm going to pray every day, well, then it's going to be all over the place. But I think for us, you're here today because in some point you had great clarity of, I'm going to go to Sunday Mass. And I'm going to get there early so I can get my seat. Um, do, do you feel that? Like, so we need that kind of clarity about all aspects of our life. How do I avoid sin, but then seek a deeper relationship with the Lord? And, and as we do that, then th- there's actually great freedom. I have this, you know... I don't know if anybody agrees with me, but I have this theory that people don't, uh, people don't give people COVID, people get COVID because they expose themselves to it. And so I feel an incredible freedom in living my life right now because I'm like, I know how this spreads and I know how to avoid it and I know what to do and I know what I'm about. So I'm going to live my life in a way that's free and joyful at peace for no matter you know no matter what's going on around me and i think that's what the lord desires for us as we as we live our lives avoiding sin and seeking a deeper relationship with him that we can walk in great freedom there's a tone today of you know be careful when the master comes home you know that he's going to come and find you ready and you can almost feel like on edge but when our savior comes it's going to be an awesome joyful day it's like, it's, it's going to be even better than the day the vaccine shows up. You know how, how relieved we're going to be? Like, oh my gosh, I got the vaccine. Like, we're going to be so excited and it's going to be awesome and we can have our lives back and it's going to be great. Like, when Jesus comes, it's going to be like, oh my gosh, our real Redeemer is here. Like, let's let the party begin. That, that sin is ended forever. And then we can enter into that, that party that never ends. And so that's what we're invited to do. There were some students who finished this semester. They started what they're calling the 30-day challenge. And what it was, it was they were intentionally invited by a mentor to pray for 30 days. And then we'll figure out the rest of our lives. But for 30 days, it was I will spend like 15 minutes in prayer, that I will do zero social media, and you find out you still survive. And then, and then, and actually, the hardest point for most people was zero alcohol for 30 days. Well, most of them are underage anyway, so, but anyways, that's another issue. So, <laughs> but what I love about that is it's so clear. Clarity on prayer. This is what I'm about. And this other stuff is just distraction. And so today we are reminded that the the church is helping us refocus on on what we're called to act towards so that we can stand at peace and ready, alert, when our Redeemer comes.